interested in finding that you like the uh, the Chicago beers up there? Um, been trying a few different ones. I guess I don't really have like a favorite mm-hmm. yet. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just try to try a lot of new stuff. <laughs> this uh, this like can art cracks me up. Like <laughs> this dude, this, this dude like, on the wizard, the chill skater. dude on a longboard with the drug rug. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He has like a wizard staff, like uh-huh. outer in. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, babies, we're back. Woo! Woo! Finally, it's been just about an entire year a little bit more i looked at our last upload was march 15th of 2021 so uh yeah that's a quite a while we're sorry to keep you waiting i know i can't believe uh people waited this long (laughs) no i've been getting emails and emails are you guys okay where are you are you fine do you need help we need no, your help, good. but we're good. We're all good, and we're here, and we're we're starting this back up again a little late with our favorites of 2021, as well as, um, and I appreciate Matt for uh, humoring me with this because I really wanted to talk about this album, Ants from Up There by Black Country New Road, um, which is... Not everybody's cup of tea, but I appreciate you hanging in there and and listening to it, giving it a shot. It was definitely an interesting listen, something different that I probably I wouldn't like gravitate towards. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I had definitely it was it was definitely worth listening to. Nice. We'll talk about it more. I, I heard it described as um rich kid music. Um, rich kid music, interesting. <laughs> I can kind of. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> that's kind funny. Of laugh. Yeah. It's uh. I feel like Vampire Weekend is rich kid music. Yeah, I, I put them like kind of. It's like Vampire Weekend, Arcade Fire, sort of mm-hmm. like. Uh, yeah, they're they're like rich. Even though th- this is a British band, but I can see like kids in Massachusetts like listening to this. So <laughs> yeah, I get it. It makes mm-hmm. sense. But yeah, but as always with tradition, we will start off with um, our beers because this is the number one beer and music podcasts on the internet. Numero uno. Mm-hmm. Why don't you start? Because okay. yours is funny. <laughs> <laughs> so th- this I this beer is called Beer Me by what is quickly becoming, if not already, is my favorite um, brewery in Columbus here, uh, Seventh Sun. I feel like they don't miss very often. And I, I enjoy their, their experiment more excuse me, then my other favorite brewery, which is Columbus Brewing Cup, Columbus Brewing Company, which um, well, they've got some mainstay staples, but I like the experiments that um, Seven Sun does. And so they have this beer. It's a hazy IPA called Beer Me, and it caught my eye in the cooler section of the, of the beer store next to me um, because all of the cans are like these 3d wrapped faces of the employees that work at seventh sun and it's it's like very horrific it's uncanny it's like these like warped faces of all these smiling people around these cans um and like the hole that you drink out of is like right on their their forehead um 
It's but, it's bizarre, yeah. mostly because it's like blown up and has to be wrapped around a can. Yeah, it's like very high def and close up <laughs> face images. You can see like every blemish and like wrinkle. It's biz- it's strange, but it caught my eye. That's why I got it. So it's kind of a great idea. Um, great marketing, Seven Son. Yeah. Um, Six point seven percent alcohol, so it's like a pretty heavy beer, like around the way you'd expect maybe for like a heavier IPA. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like the hazy IPAs, which are like are, these are like all the rage now, aren't they? I see them everywhere. Um, yeah, for sure. It's it's not as juicy, or it's not as like um, fruity as I generally would like a hazy IPA. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it isn't my favorite. But it definitely has some like subtle fruit undertones. Mm-hmm. Um, but because it doesn't have the really juiciness, and it also doesn't really have like the bitterness that you would expect with an IPA, it kind of falls in a weird middle yes. ground that isn't. It's a tweener. It's a t- it's a tweener. So it, it's all right. What you want to be. Yeah, <laughs> it's all right. I don't know if I would get it again, uh, but it is a fun. A novelty can and i'm gonna save there's one with a cat on it that i'm probably gonna save because that was pretty oh. nice yeah i similarly i chose mine i have west coast wizard ipa from miskatonic brewing company in darien illinois which i'm not exactly sure where that is mm-hmm. but it has like this uh wizard hippie with the drug rug and <laughs> wizard staff on a long board <laughs> yeah. And it's like a blue background with palm trees. I was like, "Oh, that's cool." Mm-hmm. And let me let's let's give it a taste here. Yeah, let's hear. <sighs> yeah, um, I would say pretty similar to your to your uh, beer, actually. Mm-hmm. Not like overly juicy, a little definitely fruity, mm-hmm. but on the drier side of the like West Coast IPAs. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's good. I, I enjoy it. Uh, easily drinkable. You could definitely like go through three of these fairly quickly. <laughs> Very nice. We are, we are recording this podcast at, at, uh, noon. Matt's time, yeah. So. I'll try not to. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, cool. Would you, at a, at a 10, what would you give the West coast wizard? Ooh, out of, uh, I, I would give it a, um, uh, out of, five, out of a six. Easier. Out of a six pack, out of a six, I would give it a six. I would give it a. I'll I'll go up to four and a half. Four and a half. That's that's pretty. That's that's good. At a six, I'd give mine a four out of six. Okay, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I was thinking four, but I was like, oh, this is actually this is actually good and very drinkable. Do you do you you know on on like scales like if you're taking like a like a doctor test or like some sort of like psychology test and it's like one you're ve- you're not likely to do this at all and five mm-hmm. you're extremely likely do you ever choose one in five on those things <laughs> very rarely yeah, I, I don't I, like, I can't remember the last time I did one of those <laughs> though so you don't take a you don't take a which Harry Potter house test would you be like a lot. Oh, <laughs> which yeah, Pokemon I guess I starter would you be? Oh, I haven't done that one. <laughs> I really want to do that. <laughs> but I'm like, I save those. I'm like, well, I would be likely to do that, but not extremely likely. And I save those, and then I end up never choosing. So I'm always like middle of the road on those things. I'm probably or which or, office character you? Which are. office character are you? Which office episode are you? 
which author's episode <laughs> am I? That's a great question. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a test for you to find that out. Oh my gosh. I have to go and do all these. I think, I, I think sometimes I pick the one or five. Probably almost never the one, because like, would I never do that? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Am I very like, likely to do it? I guess. How desperate am I in that situation? Yeah, right. I never choose one. I guess I always choose two <laughs> through five. You're a positive person. Yeah. I'm just trying to get the highest score. Mm. There you go, bud. Okay. Okay. Should we should we move into our our faves? We're gonna. This is gonna be a bit of a, a curtailed or like cut down one because I think we both s- discussed that 2021 maybe wasn't our didn't speak to us entirely as far as as music goes. Yeah, I think that's why we didn't do like mm-hmm. best of 2021. It's yeah. the first year that we haven't done it in a while. Yeah. It, that could definitely be have been the case. It was just nothing like I like looked at my Spotify list of all the albums that I had saved in in 2021, and there were like the majority were not of that year. They were all like outside of it. So mm-hmm. yeah, I picked three that I thought were really good, mm-hmm. and yeah, I've been listening to them throughout the year. But again, I, I didn't do like deep notes because. It wasn't like a super passionate music year, at least mm-hmm. of the albums that came out in 21. Yeah, I, I chose three as well. So um, I'm interested to hear what yours are. So let's start with number three. What was your what was your number, number three? Number three. <laughs> number three for me was Another Kill for the Highlight Reel by oh, nice. Safe Face. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was on your list, but we talked about it a little bit. We did, yeah. It's uh, basically like a... My Chemical Romance Nostalgia album. Mm-hmm. That that um, was a honorable mention of mine. Um, I think I sure. listened to it like twice or three times, maybe at mm-hmm. most. But yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, I'll let you finish. But yeah, it was definitely like it. Was, it hit a nostalgic note for me, but it wasn't like I didn't like need to. I would have just gone and listened to like My Chem if I like wanted to listen to My <laughs> Chem. <laughs> yeah, I think it escapes the MCR realm like a little bit and does its own thing. It's not as grand as like Black Parade, uh, which is like MCR perfection. Um, but it it's good. I I definitely listened to it multiple times and this song's uh stick in my head quite a bit will i like remember it and think about this album in 10 years probably mm-hmm. not yeah. but it's one of my more enjoyed albums of 21 so that's why it gets included at number three mm-hmm. um what was your number three then number three uh mine was half god by the rapper wiki mm. um I okay, don't know you, if you, you mentioned him before, yeah, I but I this. haven't listened to mm-hmm. him. It was, um, I originally had heard of Wiki on, he was on an Earl Sweatshirt album, the one, the, I I don't like shit, I don't go outside. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. That's when I was introduced to him, and he's kind of been a little bit on my radar, but he's never really blown up for me. But this um, album was the first time he kind of went into an alternative hip-hop production style similar to Earl Sweatshirt, what's Earl's, Earl's been doing the past few years um, mm. with uh, the producer Navy Blue. Um, okay. So I, because I like 
love Earl. I really love just the production style on this and Navy Blues production um, comes through. It's really, really great um, on the, on this album. And he, Wiki changes up his lyric style into more conversational, um, intimate or observational lyrics. And it's kind of like just rambling storytelling almost. And um, there are no like real bangers on the on the track list but from it's a great like start to finish album um very meditative and um interesting alternative hip-hop album cool new york new york new york city based so if you have Um, any any love for the city of new york city which matt i don't know if you still have love for that city um but it's mixed feelings yeah but uh it it makes me nostalgic for new york even though i've never i've like visited it maybe three times so yeah that's pretty cool i mm-hmm. i think i did listen to a couple of songs i was like yeah this is very like east coast style mm-hmm. nice moving on then mm-hmm. um my number two was fuck art by the dirty nil okay you, you're, a, you're a big dirty nil stan I am. I really <laughs> like them. Mm-hmm. I don't this I liked Master Volume more than this album, mm-hmm. but I will say like they're a lot like Pup in that they write catchier and catchier hooks like each time. Yeah. This album is more refined and better production value than previous albums. Um but they also didn't lose like their really like hard garage rock sound. Mm-hmm. Kind of like if I compare them to White Reaper, who like in their more recent album lost some of the edge that I enjoyed, like in their mm-hmm. earlier albums, I think this fuck art is still um, like edgy, but also super catchy. Nice. And this is definitely the album where like I have the most songs stuck in my head at all times. It's just like really catchy hooks. Mm-hmm. I'll have to I'm not sure I checked this one out. I, I liked I I go further back into Dirty Nils. I, I I really liked Higher Power and Yeah. For whatever like reason, like Master Volume I liked, but it didn't stick with me quite as much as their for was it their first album, Higher Power? Um, I think that was their first full length or studio yeah. album. <laughs> but yeah, Higher Power is also very good. Mm-hmm. I, I think you would like this. I think you would like fuck art um okay it's oh, super it's, catchy I'm and it's in my spotify right now yeah some of the hooks are really funny too mm-hmm. and i think it'll get stuck in your head okay nice anything else for for fuck art oh i mean just like check them out live if you get a chance oh yeah if they ever come they're really good columbus or anywhere near mm-hmm. they they unfortunately changed their bass player mm-hmm. um the old guy that they used to have was hilarious. Like he, he just has like crazy eyes. And I, I would just watch him and it just <laughs> like laugh. on stage. <laughs> yes. He's a psycho. But Maybe unfortunately now they, they, this... they got rid of him. <laughs> yeah. He might've been too crazy. I don't know. But yeah. So now they got this new guy who's still good. He has high energy mm-hmm. and the, the lead guitarist and vocalist is like really, really good. Oh yeah, I, I like his like vocals a lot. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Yeah, I've been hoping this summer there might be like a Friday or Saturday like Chicago show that we could I could drive up and like we could all go see. 
Um, oh yeah. Because I've I've noticed that bands are starting to skip Columbus more and more and just go to either Detroit or Chicago, like for this geographic huh. region. Like, and it kind of. I wonder if it's a venue thing. It could be a venue thing, and if they do come to Columbus, it's always like a Wednesday night, and it's mm. being a thirty-year-old man now. That's that doesn't work yeah. for me anymore. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'll definitely look for some Friday or Saturday shows this mm-hmm. summer. Sick. Yeah. Um, let's see. My number two was uh, LP by JPEG Mafia. Okay. Um, so once again, I've got a couple, even though I wouldn't say hip hop is like my favorite genre. I think this is two years in a row that I've had like hip hop albums in my top. Yeah. Um, You're a rap top man. Sp- I'm a rap man now. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. What do I have to say about this? Um, I it, Because I'm not a huge actual like hip-hop fan i don't have all the words that i like to have to describe the music but um it's just a high quality album like unique memorable production like jpeg mafia's flow and bars are are like he can be funny he can be uh really like it's like hot bars like really great flow he he just is like a master of the craft so that's that's awesome some great samples um, and there's a, there's a track on this album for like any scenario or like any mood that you might have. So, uh, yeah, every track is like, is great. So just a big fan of this one. And I definitely listened to this pretty consistently for like a month after it came out. So had to put it in my top, top three. Nice. Yeah. I've heard a lot about JPEG mafia mm-hmm. from like hip hop ads. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't been into rap very much, except like for a few artists. Mm-hmm. Like I, don't, I still like JID, and mm-hmm. yeah, a couple other stuff here and there, but hasn't been on my radar recently. Got it. All right, number one. My number one of twenty-one <laughs> is actually an EP. It's mm. "I Became Birds" by Home Ooh. Is Where. Okay. And I th- so I think you listened to this. I did, and I I listened to it when you told me about it. And then uh-huh. Anthony Fantano um, interviewed the lead singer of the bands for, for yeah, discussion about modern emo, and it made it made me go back and listen to it again. So um, yeah, I, I do like this this EP a lot. Did you get um, Aeroplane Over the Sea vibes mm, from this? I didn't at first, but. Now that you say it, I could definitely put those two puzzle pieces together, at least as far as like maybe the lead singer's voice, um, and then also just sort of like the some of the instrumentation too, instrumentation, like the harmonica, and yeah, I don't and know the, the sort of fantastical like lyrics, maybe uh, like lyrics mm-hmm. that aren't grounded in particularly in reality. Um, right. So yeah, I could I could see that for sure. Yeah. Um, I just like how passionate the vocal performance is mm-hmm. on this. Like he is like really going for it yeah. and like aeroplane over the sea, the kind of like composition is that goes from fast pace and there's like harmonica, like, like big, like buildups with harmonica mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, like fast acoustic guitars, and then they slow mm-hmm. it down. 
Yeah, I can it's, totally see that. Yeah, it's like emo, but a little bit alternative, yeah. I guess, uh, yeah, influence. It's, it's like emo, alternative for people who grew up with, uh, like, In the Airplane Over the Sea, maybe as their favorite band in, in like, high school. Or yeah. as their favorite album in high school. Yeah. I would say, yeah, if you're trying to get into emo, this would be, this could be, like, an entry point for people. Um, mm-hmm. It's not as, like, sad boy emo it's no, more it's like not, just yeah. like you know yelling vocals like passionate vocals mm-hmm. uh, yeah I, I really like it and i've been listening to it a lot uh the past year yeah i just wish like you said it's an ep though so it's like I it wish goes it was, by very short it's very, yeah it's quick i'm mm-hmm. looking forward to if they release a a, a full-length lp yeah me too and what's your what was your number one? Number one, uh, I was surprised that this wasn't in your list. Maybe it's in your honorable mentions, but uh, I my number one was uh, "Glow On" by Turnstile. Yeah, an honorable mention for me. Okay, yeah, th- this one it didn't hit with me when I first listened to it. I liked it, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, "This is nice." But uh, maybe within the last couple months, I've revisited it, and it's really struck a chord with me, and mm-hmm. um, just kind of like maybe what you think with the dirty nil like it's just a great rock album like solid riffs tight drumming great vocals like everything just comes together to make like a solid package uh and it has like this nice kind of throwback sound too um, very throwback that in- includes turnstiles hardcore roots as well so yeah. um I described this album as a, uh, it should be the soundtrack to a Power Rangers movie. (laughs) That would be pretty badass. (laughs) It has like that 90s kind of nostalgia sound. It it sounds a little like... But also it's like action-packed. Yeah, I I noted that it it doesn't actually sound like Rage Against the Machine, but it's like adjacent to like Zach De La Roma's like vocals or something. Something about it reminds me of like that 90s, yeah, Mm -hmm. power rock. Yeah. and I don't know if you've seen, there's a, the release party live set for this is on YouTube and it's like, it like gets me stoked. Like there's it to be like in a hardcore, like mosh pit again. Um, oh yeah. I know that their fans go wild. Yeah. And they're like stage diving, like constantly at the massive mosh pit. Um, so That's yeah, cool. it's, it's, it's cool. That I love that you. Uh, I'll post a link to the YouTube video in the in the in this podcast description because it's it's definitely worth a watch and it's a great they're they're a great live band. So yeah, I think the reason they didn't make my top three was I just felt like that album gets the sound gets a little bit repetitive. I Even though that. the yeah. songs and riffs are different, mm-hmm. like the sound is always the same throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. um so just by the middle i'm i start to get like a little bit bored with it i guess I, I, that's a that's a very fair uh critique um, but it is super fun yeah i like i like putting on when i'm like cooking or like doing something where it doesn't bother me like it, it would be in mm-hmm. that regards it is kind of hard to sit down and just listen to it um, all the way right. through, but if you have it a, as a background thing, or if you're at a, at their live show, I think that would be perfect. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Um, 
honorable mentions. Um, let's see, we're at 20 minutes here, so I think we're doing good on time. I'll just quickly go through mine. Um, okay. So you already said one was uh, another kill for the highlight reel. And then my other honorable mention was uh, Ska Dream by Jeff Rosenstock. Um, oh, I kind of <laughs> forgot about yeah, that. For, yeah, I like kind of forgot about it too, but it's it's fun. At first, it, it is kind of like a ha-ha joke, but like Jeff like put together like a great ska album with this mm-hmm. and it's really fun to hear his reimaginings of these songs from no dream which which are all good into like kind of fun ska versions and in some cases they might even be better than the original so um Scott, it's a fun album i yeah but definitely not I, one of my favorites yeah i had forgotten about it but yeah it was fun i liked listening to it Mm-hmm. Um, I had for an honorable mention Hey What by Low I think I shared that with you it's a you, little you different did. like mm-hmm. electronic style rock um, but it was cool I, I just thought it was unique and still uh, the the kind of like I don't know instrumental hooks like are catchy and mm-hmm like melodic weirdly even though they're all like very staticky it's it's pretty cool and i actually i listened to moto mommy by rosalia not like a ton but um i did like i overall i thought it was it was cool to listen to it was different yeah that that's actually that's 2022 though Oh shit, you're right. Now I'm just like listing things that I've listened to. <laughs> yeah, can, I don't know. I do anymore. have some things that I did listen to this year if we want to just quickly go through that or last year. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess I already started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good. go for, go for it. Um I guess uh, I guess I don't know what order I'm in now, mm-hmm. but then I also was I thought Donda when it came out was mm-hmm. interesting. Pretty different for Kanye um I thought some of the too long for sure yeah, and a little too repetitive, but it has like some really good moments. Yeah. Did, did you watch the Kanye documentary on Netflix? I did. Yeah. I watched the whole thing. I yeah, thought that same. was super, pretty cool. It, it was really, really good. And it like, mm-hmm. kind of like, it's pretty heartbreaking, like towards the ends. Um, yeah. With... Yeah. The end is tough. Like the mm-hmm. first two parts are really cool because it's all the buildup. Like, yeah. The, how he became Kanye, and yeah. then the last part is like the fall of Kanye. Yeah, it's like really triumphant at the start, and then the end is very like stark and like the fall. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting documentary, though. I, yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. recommend that. Uh, what? So, what else were you? Did you listen to? Let's see. Um, so yeah, this is definitely not a 2021 album, but it's. Uh, the album called I Trawl the Megahertz uh, by hmm? the the band Prefab Sprout. Um, <laughs> what is what, so, are we ha- what is happening? So don't worry. I'll, I'll get to it. Um, so this song originally, well, it's a whole album, but I'm specifically talking about the, f- the first track, which is a 22-minute spoken word, like instrumental track, um, okay. originally by the lead singer of, prefab sprout his name is patty macaloon and he released this uh as like a solo project but on spotify and on streaming you'll find it under the band prefab sprout um 
it's just a very poetic spoken word instrumental um, piece. It's a bit indulgent at 22 minutes, but I think it's totally worth it to at least listen through it all the way once. Um, it has like a ton of like those like goosebumpy lines and moments and buildups. And um, the, I guess the premise of it was he had like a detached retina or like some sort of eye injury where he was basically blinded for several months and he would just sit there and listen to the radio and like trawl the megahertz of the radio. And Mm. he picked up all these um, snippets of different radio shows. And then he kind of like pastiched them together into this. And, and like the, the theme is like searching for like a lost love amongst the radio waves. And it's, it's very uh, heady kind of like and poetic like i said but Mm -hmm. if that's kind of your thing i would recommend that to people um i also listened to a ton of charlie xcx this year um really back catalog back catalog like her whole catalog um i got i kind of got into hyper pop last year with like a hundred gex and charlie Mm -hmm. xcx and people like that um a Dorian Electra, and um, so I I don't know I for whatever reason I just got kind of got into music that I had never really listened to is pop music, and uh, yeah. yeah she has some great back catalog stuff um, Vroom Vroom EP, uh, Pop Two Ch- Charlie the self her self titled album like all great mm-hmm. her most recent release from twenty twenty two I wasn't the biggest fan of Crash but um, yeah it's her, her, all of her stuff is like great, and she's definitely one of the best pop stars, maybe underappreciated in the in the mainstream. Yeah, I liked I like Charlie. I guess that's really mm-hmm. the only one I really listened to, but I did like it. Mm-hmm. It kind that kind of Charlie XCX kind of leads us into this album <laughs> review. It, it kind of does, yeah. <laughs> Very well put. <laughs> um, so, are we done with twenty twenty one then? Um, yeah, I'm fine to wrap it up there. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, so our, I guess our main topic for today is, um, the album Ants From Up There by Black Country New Road. Um, I found out about these guys a couple years ago in 2020 with the release of their first album, which is called, I will edit this out later really escaping my mind right right now for the first time um which i really loved i was was this on my best of 2021 uh list it it, i feel like it had to have been of what year of 20 best of 2021 or best of 20 that we just did (laughs) sorry, sorry best of 2020 list i can't remember off the top of my head okay Either way, fuck. If this came out in 2021, I'm I fucked up. But anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll revert and say that this was my favorite of 2021. But I feel like it came out in 2020. Um, but yeah, it's very uh, uh, angular, kind of experimental, post rock type music. Uh, really fell in love with the band and was really stoked for their. Um, 
for their next album. I, I should say they, they sounded a lot like, sl- it was like kind of like slint worship on their last album. It was very much within yeah. that, that realm. And so this, their sophomore follow-up was really highly, bigly hyped in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And it did not disappoint. And so I, I loved it. Uh, nobody I knew listened to it, and I needed somebody to talk to about it, so I forced Matt to listen to it. So you roped it. me in. I roped, I roped Matt. I said, You're, you have to be the guy. Oh, I hadn't listened to them, so I had no expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I kind of have like a, as we get into the review of this album, I have like a running like dialogue of what I was saying to myself in my head. and Got it. Yeah, it's, it would be uh, interesting to I was hear... questioning your decision making on this one at first. <laughs> That's oh, all I'll say. <laughs> I thought, uh, yeah, okay. That's interesting. At first. But, uh, uh, like somebody who has never, yeah, this would be a weird album to jump into, like with no preconceived notion of like what you're getting into would be very, um, would, that can be, it's, 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 it's definitely something. There's like some long tracks on here, very winding, very rich kid music y. So, yeah instrumentals uh, instru- lots of instrumentals strange uh, spoken word screaming type vocals um with a mm-hmm. british accent um all right so yeah i guess should we we normally kind of just go track by track so and it yeah. would be interesting to hear you like running your thought process here so the the intro track is um is just is just that it's kind of like a, a musical instrumental intro um but it introduces kind of a a lot of musical motifs that are going to show up throughout the album and when the band was interviewed about it i have i have several quotes from the band throughout this review and their their goal was to create a musical through line that moves you know that that you can that the listener can grab onto and and follow throughout the entire 10 list 10 track list uh album Hmm. and um and it kind of moves right into that next uh, out track of Chaos Space Marine. Yeah. So, like, as I'm listening to the intro, I was mm. like, why did you recommend a bluegrass album? Because <laughs> <laughs> it, I don't yeah. know if it, if, if it would be bluegrass or it's kind of like country western-ish sound. Um, and it's just instrumental. So I was like, mm-hmm. okay, um, that's interesting. And then the first... 15 seconds or so or so of chaos space marine also instrumental mm-hmm. so i'm thinking okay we, you just recommended a instrumental <laughs> I, just like, I just like trolled you i was like this yeah this hour of instrumentals yeah <laughs> um and then it kind of gets into he starts singing it's like okay it's not okay mm-hmm. not an instrumental album this is interesting but i don't really care for his voice mm-hmm um but then i think i started getting into the album a little bit later into this song mm-hmm. the fiddle comes in the horns pick up it's like okay this is this is cool this is like getting more epic mm-hmm. even though i don't like his voice at this point mm-hmm. i'm like i'm like okay this is not just some weird out there thing that you recommended okay yeah i wouldn't do you like that um <laughs> I trusted you all along. That's why I stuck with it. <laughs> thank you, thank you. But but yeah, um, like that said, it goes intro goes straight into Chaos Space Marine, and yeah, I think the music that you're you're confused about, I think that genre might be called klezmer music, which is like 
which is like Jewish music, like Hebrew, like when you, like in a movie, if it cuts to like a bunch of like Orthodox Jews, like that's like the music (laughs) that plays in the background. Like, um, I didn't recognize that, (laughs) that, but it, it just sounds very old for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's not something that is typically like in my rock album, this, like it's not, yeah. um, or like ballroom music (laughs) or something. It's theatrical. And that's, that's what I wrote for this. Um, Isaac, the lead singer, is a very theatrical and over-the-top singer. Um, he, I do get that. He, like, belts out, like, I'm coming home, like, over <laughs> like over this. And uh, I, I love that. Being, like, kind of a, a lyric a lyric guy for a long time, like, with uh, Bright Eyes and mm-hmm. uh, kind of emo bands of the like, I, I, I really dig good lyrics. And this album sets up... a uh, a lot of lyrical motifs that occur throughout the album as well. Like the, the concept of uh, the Concord airplane and yeah. Billie Eilish. Um, but this is a very silly song um, <laughs> like <laughs> at, at the heart of it. And oh. I, I like it a lot. It's a, it's a great opener and it's very, it's very upbeat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't start getting into the album really until the third song Concord. Mm-hmm. To be honest, yep, and and yeah, that brings us into the third song, Concord, which is um, a little history lesson. Uh, the Concord was a airplane made in the like mid nineteen hundreds and eventually discontinued, I think, in the nineties, and um, it was like the only passenger uh, airplane that ever broke that it could break supersonic speeds mm-hmm. and you could get from new york city to england in a matter of like a few hours um so it was incredibly fast but it caused a massive headache for people who lived around the airport because it would create a sonic boom when it took <laughs> off yeah. and it would like mm-hmm. break windows and stuff um so that it also looks super weird. Yeah, it looks weird. It has a strange design. Mm-hmm. It's it's a it's an interesting yeah piece of engineering, and uh, it is kind of the the I don't know like the the theme of this album like uh, his he, comparing his past lover maybe to the Concord. Um, and... Well, my my interpretation is mm-hmm. um, so I guess Concord yeah is like a stand-in for his uh yeah past lover or whatever mm-hmm. romantic partner or something yeah. and my interpretation is like that it's this long distance relationship at one point it's mm-hmm. it's fast it's strong yeah but doesn't work at the end oh, okay because this good. is kind of like a breakup mm-hmm. album and like the concord yeah it had to be discontinued mm-hmm. um so that was how i interpreted it i that's that's uh Ooh, that, that gave me chills, Matt. That was great. <laughs> I think I'm on to something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was like, and I, I similar, had a similar thing, but I took it a different way where, like, it's, it's, this airplane is an incredible feat of engineering, but it also, like, like, is destructive. Like, it, it rips, mm. it, like, rips through the sky or rips through his life. So even though uh-huh. he's infatuated with it, um, it, it, like, destroys him in a way. Ooh, yeah, um, I like that. And he'd do anything to share the same sky with this airplane, but it, it goes by so fast that, you know, he's out of breath while he, when he's chasing after this plane, but it's already it's already gone past him and left him in the dust. 
So <laughs> it's like, um, yeah, this this lyrical theme shows up throughout the entire album, and I love it when albums do this. Like they have a very thought out and thorough track listing that that everything ties together by the ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, uh, like lyrically, it is cool. Like, in it's kind of like a concept album where it's like, yeah, yeah obviously, like there there's themes that were like thought of and thought all the way through and are you know ebb and flow and in and out of the entire album Mm -hmm. um and he often weaves like old and the new like there's a song about uh like a i forget like king henry or something yeah like like very old but then also billy eilish is in the lyrics like being compared on to other characters in the stories Mm -hmm. it's interesting i guess i like the level of like detail you need to be listening with like to really pick up on those things i didn't like get into it lyrically this album like i kind of had to read along and i felt like i guess it maybe it flew over like the concord it flew over my head (laughs) Um, so I, I didn't look at this album like too much lyrically, but mm-hmm. from, from the idea that it's like full and complete, like, and thought out, I definitely agree with that. Yeah. And, and that's a great point. Like, even if you're not into the lyrics or you're not a lyric person, like the actual, the band themselves are, are like, are not to be trifled with. <laughs> like they, they, yeah. make, they like, every song has like ebbs and flows and pushes and pulls and like, great instrumentation varied instruments like you can you could listen to this for the just for the instrumentation alone this this that's what i really enjoyed Mm -hmm. and even on on concord so it's like this kind of really like smooth and simple intro it's just Mm -hmm. like some bass guitar and drums but then like it starts to build up and this like a common theme the mandolin and saxophone come in yeah and suddenly like we have this like really like rich complex melodic song Mm -hmm. um and that's like those are the songs that i like best and that's what what i noticed is i think is actually uh well i'll save it for the next song but i think that's when i started to get into the vocals got it okay so yeah the next song uh bread song um it's kind of a much more somber start uh but Mm -hmm. just like you said it really builds into this lush and beautiful arrangement around the chorus with, with all the instruments coming in. Yeah. The intro is just like this finger picking acoustic melody. Mm -hmm. And this is what I notice is I like his lyrics over the kind of like melancholic, simple Mm -hmm. instrumentation. I, I like, I like the way his voice sounds. Then I don't like it at other times when I don't know, they're doing like, like kind of like a march or he's doing like Mm -hmm. the uh like spoken style yeah but in this song like it's very powerful it's like this song almost has like a ancient like rustic sound to it that's super cool that's cool yeah I'm, i'm listening to it right now trying to pick out the different parts there's some piano and strings that yeah. kind of like build in, and, like build the like tension s- and symbol, like symbol crashes and like rolling on the symbols, and it it really like p- 
picks up and picks up um yeah the kind of the second part of this song so it is so it's like this slow like thing that builds up into the into the mm-hmm. first chorus and then now that we have that momentum he there's like this really cool drum riff that's just like on the snare head like around the rim and it's like kind of like chaotic but it's really really good mm-hmm. and that like keeps the momentum of the song going this actually bread song is my favorite song on this album oh dang, really that's cool yeah i really yeah then i was mm-hmm. like okay this album is is pretty awesome like everything <laughs> here like compositionally like this is complex like it's really cool yeah and it's what they're doing what makes that extra cool is these like are like young kids they're they're like they're like in their mid to early 20s like and they have like a very uh, mature grasp refined yeah and refined grasp on music composition already Um, yeah which i guess maybe uh if you are into this band like the lead singer announced that he was leaving the band but the the rest of the band themselves said that they are staying together so i don't see it it is a huge loss but the fact that these these folks are so like good at just making music themselves uh and that it can be divorced i think from the lyrics um is really i still think that they'll make great music moving forward without him yeah it'll be interesting yeah and and like kind of bigger picture this album is kind of like lyrically talking about a breakup mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is this is basically like a breakup album yeah. and it's kind of ironic that the lead singer is breaking up it's with breaking the band up. as yeah. well mm-hmm. yeah it's sad because this was like so good and then it's it's kind of like unless he comes back it's it's like this this version of black country new road is is like is over um and it, mm-hmm. it's hard for as a fan don't cry <laughs> all right so bread's bread song, yeah bread song great song um i will move on to goodwill hunting which is uh much more upbeat and kind of like maybe the the most like standard like rock song that could be considered on the album like it actually has like a chorus you might be able to sing along to and like kind of headbang to a bit Mm. um with the she had billy eilish style that song (laughs) yeah yeah um great yeah it's it's got a good groove i think yeah i don't know his then his voice like during that part annoys me again okay okay. so yeah it's like when it's when it's more like somber and down you like it better than when it's like more up upbeat or like you yes okay got it that's what mm-hmm. I found out. Interesting. Um, I th- I would say on this track, uh, the and on almost all the tracks, like the mixing is incredible. Like there's there's so many instruments and things happening, but like nothing is lost, and everything when you listen to this with headphones, like everything blends as it should and supports each other. Like there's there's nothing lost in the mixing, or there's nothing that dominates the mixing it's uh right it's it sounds like this album just sounds so nice yeah i 100 percent agree with that Mm -hmm. um but yeah i kind of like this album or i kind of like this song lyrically is kind of about uh at least it starts with relatable daydreaming of like maybe you're pining after like a friend or somebody and you're sort of daydreaming about 
chasing after them and like your 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 genius daughters in in France during the summer like really taking that that um daydream <laughs> of love further and i think mm-hmm. it's it's pretty relatable like just coming up with scenarios in your head of like your perfect life with somebody mhm summers in france yeah summers in france is there is there any significance to the title of this song uh i i couldn't find one like um <laughs> i've never seen the movie it was goodwill bizarre. i've never seen the movie oh. goodwill hunting so i can't see say for sure but from well you I, should see it yeah i know it's sure. good i know it's good but yeah i don't know reading the lyrics i didn't if there was some kind of connection i didn't mm-hmm. read into it yep okay um and then kind of the next two tracks um i think are a bit of a a palate cleanser maybe like a slow down before we get into the kind of like an interlude yeah yeah kind of intermission a bit before Mm -hmm. we get into like the what i consider like the emotional peak of the album with the last three tracks um but yeah haldern this was originally an improvised act during uh a music like a it was called the Haldern Music Festival mm. live stream, mm. uh, where they weren't allowed to play any unreleased music, so they were kind of put in a bind. And they're like, "Well, let's just improvise something." And they basically wrote the entire song on the spot right there. So this just comes straight from that, not not one to one from that performance, but um, yeah. You can, you can watch this on YouTube, like them sort of coming up with this song. So yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a good track. Um but I don't think There's like, a nice sax intro. Yeah, great sax. Same with Mark's theme is uh is almost a sax uh so- like a sax solo, solo at the start. Freebird, uh, play Freebird <laughs> <laughs> on your sax. On the sax. Um but yeah, it's um like I said, a palace cleanser before the heights and the climax of the album. And um, I don't really have too much to say about these two, but they're, they fit well and uh, I like them. Yeah. No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then we have uh, the place where he inserted the blade, which is like <laughs> the most dramatic song, maybe. On oh, the album. extremely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, most emotionally affecting and heart wrenching, and like just, it's like it's like they set out to make like the saddest, dramatic song, and they like really succeeded, I think, on this one, um, especially with like the the title of it and the lyric, like "Show me the place where he inserted the blade." Is like, uh, who says that? <laughs> like, yeah, it's a it's very bizarre, incredibly dramatic, and I guess. It's it's not when I first heard this, and it could be uh, totally uh, interpreted as such. But I thought it was like literally, or not literally. Where did he insert the blade? But like, where like where did he hurt you? But um, right, it's it's actually like about um, him needing her or the partner to show him like how do I cut this? Um, you know, he's he's making lunch. And he needs he needs somebody like a codependent partner to like show him like how do I do this like he he can't do things on his own so he's like show me the place where I should insert the blade like to, to cut yeah. whatever I'm chopping yeah and it's an incredibly dramatic way to say that 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's I interpreted it the same way at first until mm -hmm. reading into it. Yeah. And yeah, it's kind of like this theatrical performance. Mm -hmm. And the like instrumentation behind it also reflects that too. I really love like their slow starting songs like mm -hmm. Red Song, this song where it's just like very got, like like a slow. piano ballad at the start. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Melodic and then like things get like pick up and get crazy. Yeah. Yeah, this this has a, yeah. I think they they're like masters of that. Like mm -hmm. how none of their songs are static. They all are journeys. They all go places, and this whole album is a, is is a journey. Like it it has its ebbs and flows. So I think they're it's excellent what they do there. Yeah, um, and I think this is like the most dramatic and best chorus mm -hmm. of like because you really like just. Net, like those lyrics yeah, like just he's, you can feel his pain like it yeah. really comes through mm -hmm. and um yeah as, as far as music goes but like there's a, another great sax line in the back there it comes in with uh -huh. vocals there's that piano it all blends together and it's like it's super warm uh and and rich toned uh great yeah song. it's funny it's funny that you like likened it as the like rich kid music genre like mm -hmm. to define the kind of like genre and i also use rich a lot in describing <laughs> like each of the songs individually because mm -hmm. they are like they're full you know what i mean yeah they like, are. there's a lot in them the nothing about it is like sparse or stripped down it's like they use everything that they can and it and yeah. sometimes that could be de to its own detriment but they they find that balance mm -hmm. it's yeah not, I, th I think it's not overproduced Exactly. I think what you said about the mixing mm -hmm. is like exactly what one of the main things that makes it work. Like there's all these instruments, but nothing is overpowering. Like mm -hmm. the sax is on top when it needs to be. Then it's like uh, a little mandolin like starts to build up and <laughs> yeah, then everything yeah. comes together at the same time. But it's not it's not like overpowering. Mm -hmm. Um. Anything else to say about uh, this song? I don't have anything. Okay. And then we're on the penultimate song now. Mm -hmm. Number nine Snow is Globes. Snow Globes. This mm -hmm. one is this is also cool. A, a slow melodic intro, mm -hmm. but again, like compositionally, everything picks up. And there's the female vocal harmony and mm -hmm. organ, I believe, which sounds super super cool. Mm -hmm. Um, and what is the so this is the lyrically uh, i actually I have no idea <laughs> like, yeah, i read i like read some things up about it and like you were saying yeah like henry the eighth or um, and catherine so and catherine. if i, I don't if i, I remember don't understand that story yeah yeah if i remember correctly king henry marry someone else and then the song is about how Catherine is like lamenting mm -hmm. and no, he's going to come back to me, even though he had to marry someone else. Yeah. He'll, I, I he'll could, return to me. I could see that interpretation for sure. Um, but lyrically though, this song doesn't, is not, I feel like there's not a ton to go off of other than the, the mention of like he, the name Henry. Um, yeah. So, I don't know how people like interpreted it that way. Yeah. But I mean, I can see it. And the, the 
the lyrical theme of like snow globes don't shake on their own like can can be interpreted in a ton of ways like what does that mean to you um from the from the band though and when you listen to the song it becomes very apparent like halfway through um the they when they were sitting down to write this they had just listened to a different song that basically sounded like it was a frank ocean song where two band it sounded like even though it was one band playing it sounded like they were it was two bands playing totally different things and that's mm-hmm. kind of what they wanted to capture here the the drum solo just goes off uh in yeah. a different in a different direction it's like completely and, different <laughs> yeah and that's what they tried to capture and i think that's interesting what they tried to do but as i don't know if it succeeds uh, at being good i i actually <laughs> like, liked it because like it. okay the the melody kind of keeps everything together and mm-hmm. then i felt the drums yeah do go like off on their own and they're just playing like this kind of chaotic riff and i felt like mm-hmm. there's like it that the drums kind of build this tension like there's a storm over everything and then the vocals also start matching the drums and get mm. progressively more chaotic yeah, like in I, this s- I said they refrain. get they get unhinged like each t- each yeah. repetition of the of the snow globe lyric gets like more and more unhinged um just like the drums get more and more just unhinged mm-hmm. so i mean i i appreciate it but i'm not i'm not sure it it, it can be it, you know yeah it's not I don't say I, I shouldn't say I've said it wasn't good, but it's uh, sometimes I'm like n- not sure if I really enjoy it or not. Yeah, which is fine. Well, I guess this this wasn't like one of my favorite songs on the album. If mm-hmm. I'm like just picking out favorite songs, but I think it wor- works yeah. ultimately within the frame of the album. Yeah, and I I do love the after like the final refrain of the snow globes line that we have like a so a violin kind of solo that's sort of marching forward keeping it uh a little bit more like triumphant or like upbeat even though mm-hmm. maybe the, the lyrics were a little chaotic and unhinged we we have this structure that comes in afterwards with this violin the da 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 and it kind of it, mm-hmm. it brings us forward after that brings us forward into the final song yeah, on the album which which is my favorite song um, hmm. and I think it's okay. both the emotional peak of the album. It has, it ties together the entire album from a climax perspective and in its, in and of itself, the song itself is, is a journey through like, it's like 12 minutes long and has multiple yeah. passages. I think it's, um, an incredible song and it was actually, a fan like a, a fan favorite like a live song before it was even before their first album was even released so um I, I this one has like a lot of love for it already yeah and i can see why it's I, I this is like my if i could like write a perfect song like this is what i would like i would write something like this i think a, i really a i perfect really 12 minute song <laughs> 12 minute song this would be like an ep yeah yeah um I love the the intro. It's just like that. I don't know if it's bass or a cello, but it's just like the big, big old fat bass sound mm-hmm. to start. Mm-hmm. And yeah, throughout, like, I think the ebbs and flows, the peaks and valleys, like, are what to me this album is really yeah. about. And it's kind of like this entire song is a microcosm of that. Yeah. And I think this, this song is kind of like Mark's 
but before this song, the lyrics could be interpreted that the relationship is on the rocks or is kind of on again, off again. But this is mm-hmm. kind of like officially the relationship is over now. He's talking about how he's feeling kind of normal on the train. And they like train rides don't hurt that much these days. Saying like if you see him and he's looking okay, like no deep down that he's not actually feeling very good anymore still. Um, mm-hmm. So like this is kind of not only like the final song of the album, but it's like the final act of their relationship as well. So just more and more things you can like all tie together, which I, I love to do. Um, yeah. And this does feature my favorite um, like lyrical line mm-hmm. of the album. We're all working on ourselves and we're praying that the rest don't mind how much we've changed. Yeah. That, that lyric is like devastating. Cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it has. It has. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, just like considering that I didn't understand like a lot of like lyrically, you know, where he's going with things. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's always cool to have like, uh, like a meta kind of lyric, mm-hmm. some somewhere in there that's like, oh yeah, this told everyone, whether or not like you're in like understand the breakup story and the concord and all these mm-hmm. metaphors like that's something people can relate to yeah oh i thought you were saying like meta in the fact that he's saying like he's working on himself and he hopes that his band doesn't mind when he says that he wants to to leave the band like well there's that too that's always <laughs> like kind of like yeah. it, over the entire album is mm-hmm. you, can you you can apply like all these breakup metaphors to the band breakup too yeah. And um, we also can tie in what we're the Charlie XCX <laughs> yeah. lead it's, in finally to this. It, it might, may or may not explicitly be about a Charlie, a wet dream about Charlie XCX. I don't, I Which don't... is very the most relatable lyric. <laughs> um, but yeah, I from what I was reading, it, it used to be actually about Charlie XCX, but this but the the song has undergone many revisions and it's no longer at, like literally about her um but okay you can, you open can, to interpretation yeah, you can interpret it however you want to um but... i like the idea though that it's kind of again mixing like the old and the new mm-hmm. concord is this old thing king henry like kind of like a long time ago charlie xx billy eilish like recent pop stars um it's kind of i don't know it's disorienting in that sense yeah a little bit but makes it unique and uh this this final passage uh the charlie the charlie part has my favorite lyric on the album which is uh oh you're generous loan to me your crippling interest um <laughs> and like it's uh i think it, it like if you've ever been through like a bad breakup like you it's a great line because it encapsulates both like the personal gains of like a long relationship that maybe ended uh prematurely or or badly and also like the tremendous losses from that as well like you you grew a lot like you gained a lot but you lost a ton as well um Mm -hmm. and each time that he repeats that multiple like three times and each time just like snow globes it gets more and more distressing and um i just i i love that part and it it ends on it and um 
yeah, I think it's it's a great ender, and it kind of it like kind of if you have this on uh, the album on loop, it it's it ends on like a medley of a bunch of the other songs that have like you can hear a bunch of uh, the other songs in fragments towards at the very mm. end of the song as it as it breaks down, and then if you have it on repeat, it's sort of like loops into into, into en- intro again. Oh, yeah. wow. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, it's not a perfect loop, but if you squint, you can you can close enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I I love it when I can only think of one album that does this, but I love it when one other album that does it. But I've always appreciated when like uh, something ends with like a medley of of all of the the past songs that you've heard, and um, I think it's I think it's a great way to like close out an album. Yeah, to conclude everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Is it why is it called basketball shoes? Why is the name of this? <laughs> Sometimes I feel like these they they went a very uh, low effort route with some of these songs song titles. Uh, yeah, I have I no idea why it's called basketball. Pick up shoes. on any pattern. Mm-hmm. Some seem completely random. That's that's a, a minor critique, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean. You could say that, like, what Blink One Eighty Two songs also like. I can never remember the titles of their songs because they like are not. Some are really bad. They're just all over the place, yeah. And some are like aliens exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. shit like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. But well, the... I I will say in conclusion, this is not my favorite breakup album of all time. Fuck. Best Buds by Mom Jeans is is still my favorite. <laughs> okay. Nice. Um, but as far as breakup albums go, this really and I I guess yeah. One thing that holds me back ultimately is just that like lyrically I didn't fully understand everything yeah. that was that was that went into it, but instrumentally, like I love that. I I, I could just listen to them. Just play music, you know, and nothing else for a long, long time. I love that. Nice, nice. Yeah, I, I wish I would have actually looked up all of my favorite breakup albums so I could have compared. But <laughs> maybe that's a separate podcast. Yeah, then. <laughs> off the top of my head, this is my new favorite breakups album because I can't think of any other ones. Fair um, enough. <laughs> maybe um, A to B Life by Me Without You. That, that's a that's that was one of my favorites for a long time. Okay. Um, but what I can only think of Igor by by. Uh, oh, uh, I didn't even realize Tyler mm-hmm. the Creator. Yeah, that, yeah, by Tyler the Creator. That's that's a breakup album. Huh. I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Maybe yeah. Maybe that could be a, a next topic. Um, but yeah, I love this album. I give it a, a ten. Like this is a ten out of ten. I would give this very high like on my wow. um on my on my one to five scale like um. Love it. I I don't know. Maybe it's very likely to listen to very, this album. Very highly likely to listen. <laughs> highly likely to put this. If we did like a best of the year, I would probably like this. Would be a hard. Uh, this is a hard contender. Like something really mm-hmm. special would have to come out to to top this one. Gotcha. That's interesting because I don't think of this album as like very re-listenable because it's such a. To me, it's such a like sit down and listen to the mm-hmm. whole thing and not do anything else type yeah. album um which it's really good at 
it's really good at that. It keeps your attention the entire time. Um, but I guess I I just tend to like and enjoy more the albums that I can like go in and out of, listen to like while I'm doing something else. I tend yeah. to like v- revisit those more often. I can see that's yeah that's a fair critique of of the listenability of this. Um, I find when I listen to this, I find myself like I'll listen to like a quarter of it and then I'll stop. <laughs> And then when I have another chance, I'll listen to like the next quarter. So mm. I think I've I've heard it through enough times already that I can break it up and it's fine. But I would yeah, I would suggest on your first listen to definitely sit down for the whole hour and enjoy it. Yeah, it's it's one of those where like you mm-hmm. don't even really want a distraction. Yeah. Um I so I and then I've had a idea uh to kind of wrap things up and tie in the beer portion of this okay to okay. compare the album to a kind of a type and style of beer <laughs> oh, that's that's great okay yeah so yeah. i would say this album pairs well with a french style farmhouse ale hmm. more that's a, some rich uh, kid shit <laughs> yeah right exactly and then it ties back into like the the summers in france and you know a beer that's like funky fruity dry but complex i feel like that yeah you're like that's bohemian, the kind of thing your I bohemian can... friend would recommend it to you like this, exactly you gotta try this farmhouse french ale uh, I, I think that's I don't what think i, I wanted to be drinking i, I, I can't top to i can't top that matt that's that's a good comparison yeah i, I felt really good about that one <laughs> nice <laughs> Well, cool. We, uh, I think we hit the that seventy sixty nine oh sixty nine minute mark. So, oh, perfect. We gotta um, stop right now. Yeah. Any any nice. sign off? So, hopefully. No, uh, mm-hmm. I don't know when we'll be back. Hopefully, we find another mm-hmm. album like this that's that's really interesting and captures our attention and something that we need to talk about. But we'll see. Yep. Sounds good, man. Well, yeah, it's good talking and. Uh, FTMB out. See ya. Peace.